across the country and around the world. Different programs, different points of view. This is TalkZone.com. Welcome back. We are talking about the Generation Me, the narcissistic young generation that we have out there that thinks that they have all the answers, that has inflated self, uh, inflated self-esteem that isn't based on solid foundations. And then when they get out into the real world, they're not good wives and husbands. They're not good employees. They're not good friends. They're just, they've never been taught how to be good people. They've just been taught you're great just the way they are. I'll tell you what. Yeah. There isn't anybody that is born on this planet that doesn't come in with a whole raft of lessons that they need to learn. So telling them they're just wonderful, just the way they are, without saying, you know, you're a good person and you have areas you need to work on. You need to do this, and each kid's going to be different. You right. need to work on this, you need to work on that. But they're not getting told this. And I've been around some of these parents of indigo kids and parents of other kids that they just say, oh, Johnny is so amazing. And they don't say Johnny is so amazing and he needs to work on some things. They don't do that. Johnny's just amazing just the way he is. And you just leave them with the thought that they're perfect so they don't have to do anything. So you can be too supportive or too critical. And we're looking for the balance. You know, the Buddha has the the path of balance. You know, going either way too much, it, it takes you off. So I want you to listen to this real closely because... Because these are the principles that will take you out of this uh, permissive, indulgent, uh, ego-glorified path that a lot of uh, the new trend is. And it will get you back on your feet where you get traction and get somewhere in a good life. Grace takes work with higher alignment. Higher guidance, higher alignment. You want grace in your life or, you know, you have serendipitous experiences, uh, magical experiences, uh, wonderful coincidences. It takes work with higher alignment. You must fight for peace. In a corrupt world or semi-corrupt world, you must fight for peace or peace goes away. Love is not just soft. True love, wonderful love, is not just soft, but it is also tough. Did you know that? True love, actual love, and it's something that all of us really should want, is not just soft, but it is also tough. Do you, do you know what that means, Charmaine? Yes, it's not just gooey. It's, you know what? I love you a lot, but you have some work to do in some different areas of you and let's let's work on that together. So it has that side too. It's not just I love yes. you, I love you, let's make love, let's I uh, love you, I love you, but it's also um and, and also, you know, I've seen people that really love each other and they help each other a lot like let's say you're having a hard time, I would try to do what it takes like let's say you're really jammed up in the night, I might make your dinner because I love you or vice versa. I'm having a hard time with something and you're, let's say you're good with numbers and I'm having a hard time with them. You come in for a half hour and help me with some numbers I'm trying to work out on taxes or whatever because you love me. You know, so love is not just soft, it's also tough. You must fight, like when you're having differences and invariably you're going to have differences, you must fight to find the maturity and the wisdom to get it reconciled right. Uh, So... 
reconciled. Reconciled, right, yeah. So, faith takes walking the talk. You know, and, and faith, you can do miracles with faith, but if you don't walk the talk up to higher ways of living, higher consciousness, higher behavior, your faith doesn't go up higher. So you want a higher faith, you have to walk the talk, truly walk the talk that works, and then your faith of what you expect and what you know the higher powers naturally, spontaneously deliver, just naturally grow to a higher level, a higher expectation. And it's reality. You go in the core of reality deeper. Here's one that a lot of people don't know. Hope is not desperate. That's, a, that's another word. Hope is confident. Hope is not desperate. If you really have hope, you have confidence. And so desperation is simply, oh, God, I got in this mess situation. God, I hope this works out this way. Oh, please, oh, please. That's not hope. That's desperation. Hope is confident. So, uh, once again, raising kids or managing yourself, you can be too supportive like, I'm entitled, I'm special, uh, I deserve, I'm important. Or you can be uh, too critical or you're, you know, with your kids or with yourself and, you know, that, um, that causes a lot of rift. You want to walk between those two. You want to be sufficiently supportive and uh, constructively critical to yourself, to your children, to your mate. Constructively critical. You know, like I've been with friends or mates or children or whatever, and I, I've seen problems, and I'm sure they've done it back to me, and they're looking for the time. We'll say I'm looking for the time when I can see that they're ready for a uh, critical input in for their best interest and sometimes I wait for a year or a month or you know sometimes it's ready right now so constructive criticism you know sometimes it can't wait so you got to tactfully do it as best you can but you know so there's constructive criticism and then there's um, being too support you know being supportive appropriately not just Oh, you're so good that. So they're, they're sitting down, like Charmaine says, watching TV. You're such a, Timmy's such a good boy, you know. And they, they do nothing. They're just part of the problem. This fellow Baumeister, he found low self-esteem does not cause teens to engage in earlier sex sexual activity as previously believed. Instead, it's the other way around. Those with high self-esteem were found to be uh, found to be less inhibited and more likely to have sex. So parents are working exactly against their kids doing all this. Oh, Timmy, you're so good. Low self-esteem also doesn't cause people to be more aggressive or violent. In fact, perpetrators of aggression generally hold favorable and perhaps even inflated views of themselves. You see, what's happening is parents are stroking kids' egos causing inflated self-worth, and then they think, I can do whatever, whenever, to whoever I want, and nobody's going to do anything about it. And it's dangerous. It is a dangerous thing. So so let me make a difference here. There's the ego's self-esteem, which is just what you talked about, but then there's the soul self-esteem. And the soul would not be happy with the negative side you mentioned. But the ego self-esteem would. 
So you can have a high ego self-esteem in a low soul self-esteem. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> so when you're really getting right with your soul, it's hard to have a good self-esteem if you're a real jerk. That's right, because your soul knows better. Your soul, your heart, your soul, your conscience knows better. Your intuition knows better. But if your ego self-esteem is high, you can be a jerk and you can just tell yourself the lies you need to know to just keep on keeping on, running over uh, the decency in you and the other people's rights and the other people's well-being. So we want... Uh, a developed, wonderful soul self-esteem, and we have to get past our ego self-esteem. And sometimes to get to the wonderful soul self-esteem, you have to go to the ego self-esteem out of, I'm a nobody, a no good person. So you, you, it graduates. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Thank you for being with us today. A lot of these kids since toddlers have been told, value yourself, believe in yourself, you're great just as you are, trying is as good as succeeding. Boy, how disempowering is all that? Yeah. Trying, try. So, okay, so tell an employer, your employee has tried and it's just as good as succeeding. How do you think they're going to think about that? <laughs> Try a pro uh, sports team. Well, trying is just as good as succeeding. Try to tell them that. Isn't that something? Try to tell anything out in the world where you're... The real world. The real world that trying is just as good as succeeding and how far do you think these kids are going to get? That's very good. It's a scary idea. You know. And why aren't we, when we say you're, you're good just as you are, you know, why aren't we adding to that? You know, I love who, I love who you are. And, you know, you have some areas you need to work on. And, you know, you can go even a step further. I have areas I need to work on too. So together, let's keep working on ourselves so we become better people. Let's teach our children that it's important to work on themselves so that they can be good contributing members of society. So giving it your best to succeed is what you always need to apply. And the more whole and mature we are, the more we realize, you know, sometimes we're going to succeed and sometimes we're not. But the right, right behavior is giving it your best. And if you give it your best enough, you're going to have higher chances of succeeding than if you don't give it your best. Would this explain the higher rates of narcissism being reported in studies like the one released by San Diego State University this year? The report is based on the results of over 16,000 narcissistic personality inventory tests taken by college students since 1982. What the researchers discovered by tracking scores over the past 20 years, is that college students are more narcissistic, have a greater sense of entitlement than ever, and are increasingly likely to agree with the statements such as, I think I'm a special person, and if I ruled the world, it would be a better place. 
Now, mind you, these kids that are in college that have these thoughts that if I ruled the world, it would be a better place. I wonder how grounded that is in the realities of the world and the lessons of the world and the problems of the Mm. world. And, you know, I mean, it's a very complex, complex world. Keith and I are seasoned, spiritually connected people, and still... These many large problems we have in the world are a challenge to figure out solutions for everything everywhere. Much less these young buckos in school, 20 some years old, that, that are full of themselves think, well, when we take over the world, it's going to be a better place. I'll tell you, it's scary to me. You know, um, you hear Obama and, and, and Hillary and, you know, just criticize, criticize Obama's church, criticize, 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 and and even very irate, extremely irate. And that doesn't solve things. I remember the hippies in the 60s, criticize, 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 and, you know, some of the criticisms were legitimate, but they didn't have solutions that worked. And so, you know, I'm going, don't criticize so harshly. I know you're rebelling, and, you know, maybe the world needs somewhat of rebelling. Okay, but if you don't have sound answers that are really going to work, you know, maybe you're part of the problem, too. You know, happiness is not a goal. Happiness isn't a goal. A lot of people think that bliss is a goal or happiness is a goal, and it's not a goal. Your goals should look something like, I'm here to help humanity in this way. You know what? I love when I get around people, all kinds of different people, and they have found their mastery. Oh, yeah. For one, it's sewing. For another, it's editing CDs. For another, it's designing logos extraordinaire. For another, it's sweeping the street with such a sweetness and energy that everybody that goes by that person, you can just feel the love they're putting into the community space. For others, it's people who just love to take care of yards, and my goodness, they take such loving care of plants. You know, this is like then they're not chasing happiness. They, they're doing their mastery, and they're contributing, and they feel good about themselves. This isn't, well, I'm just cool. I don't have to lift a finger, and I'm cool. Arrogant stuff. This is... I'm doing something to contribute to the greater benefit of all, and it makes me feel good because I am contributing. You know, I had somebody one time who had done a terrible thing. And when I asked her, you know, I said to her, you know, what you're paying for what you did right now. And she just got appalled with such a thought that she was paying for bad behavior. And she declared to me, well, I forgive myself for whatever I did. <laughs> and then that was just it for her. She forgave herself. So the fact that she had been a total idiot and jerk and completely inappropriate didn't matter to her at all. She gave, forgave herself. And I knew another uh, arrogant young woman one time. That, you know, I said to her, you know, you have this real strong arrogant problem. And, you know, she says, I'll work on it. A couple days later, I said to you, I asked her, well, have you been working on it? Because it didn't look to me like anything was happening. Mm -hmm. And her response is, well, I'm loving myself more. Isn't it when I'm arrogant, I should love myself more? So she's just loving her arrogance into a bigger balloon. You know, we have to go and work on ourselves in order so that we build a foundation of self-worth. And and manage our egos out of the picture. We've had some Hollywood friends that had just that same pattern. So 
people, when you find and do your gift, it's work. It feels good. It's easy to have a good attitude while you're doing it. You sleep well. Life loves you when you find and do your gift. So, you know, that's an important thing. In the meantime, do what you can to support life working well. Yeah, doing your gifts doesn't just mean that, well, I'm in the room, so everything's better. <laughs> this is not what we're talking about. Yeah. You contribute something meaningful, valuable, and other people appreciate it. Like Johnny, who's doing the yard work every week, and the neighbor says to the dad, boy, your yard sure looks good. You know what? Johnny's doing it. Every week he goes out and does it. He's doing a fine job. I'm very proud of him. Well, you know what? I would like to hire him to do my yard. I would really like some help. He's 15 years old. If he can do this in your yard, I will pay him. Now, there is self-worth that you've built up by your energy and your labor. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions. We'll be right back to finish this out. Stay with us. 